Hey everybody, welcome to Bite Me Podcast. We're doing episode 186 today, which is, again, a big number that makes me happy. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Sony press conference, which just happened, um, which is why you're getting this day late, actually. We're going to talk about uh, EA a little bit. EA probably a couple times, actually, but in this case, EA Games coming to Steam. Uh, some companies are finally doing... Um, I'm going to say the bare minimum about racism in video games. There's probably still a lot of work to do there. Uh, Crucible, the game from Amazon, is already cutting modes. Crucible is the game from so. Amazon, right? Sounds right. Or is that, no, is that, or is that Valorant? Riot. That's the Riot one. Why don't they name these games things that make sense? Anyway, Crucible is already cutting modes. We actually talked about that, and, and we actually said that they should, so I like to think that that You're feedback welcome. was directly related to our podcast. Yeah, uh, You should get in the mood for The Last of Us 2. I don't, maybe get in the mood's the wrong word for a game that appears to be grotesquely violent. Candles. And, and is that the right I've word? Got some rose petals all laid out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's a new podcast series coming out that talks about uh, The Last of Us 2, so get ready for that. Um, FIFA, this is, God, this is such a weird thing to say. FIFA will be providing crowd noises for the Premier League. I, when I we'll saw that, I was that like, a little bit. huh? <laughs> huh? Right? It's actually kind of a cool story, even though it's very strange. Uh, the Steam uh, the Steam Game Festival and EA Play have been postponed about a week for both of those. And uh, Studio Klee, I assume that's how it's pronounced. Don't you know, Dylan, the folks that make I Don't, don't Starve? Clay, yeah, Klee. Klee. K-L-E-I. They donated a million dollars to the ACLU and NAACP, which we'll talk about that and why other game developers need to get their stuff together if some weird indie studio can donate a million dollars. We got questions from Vinny, Mr. Polite, Triple Trouble, Princess Megan. We got a bunch of free cheap games, especially for the middle of the month. We got some small bites. We got some Troll Corner. But first, I would like to tell you who I am joined by today because I didn't Thanks. do that three minutes ago when I should have. That is Guy Sexington, otherwise known as my brother Colby. Woo! Say hey. Yeah. And then Dylan is the talented tarantula. I don't... Have we explained why you guys have stupid names every I week? I think we did, I but we could explain mine. it again. Yeah. So we use a software called Squadcast, which if you're ever trying to do a remote podcast, I highly recommend. Um, and it lets everyone but me choose my own name. I have to be Bite Me Podcast because that's who the count is. But Dylan and Colby get to choose their own name every week, and they're pretty good this week. Talented Tarantula and Guy Sexton. It will generate you I like one. It. So I try to like make them so Cliff doesn't know whether it... Tal I'm going to guess Talented Tarantula is, yeah. is you. I alliterate more yeah, than I think it all does. It'll just be like elaborate flagon, and you'll be like... Okay. If you put those two together and then added a number to the end, it would be like the Xbox generated uh, Xbox IDs from like the 360 area era. It's good stuff. All right. Let's get started with what games we we're playing. Dylan did not play anything, but I don't blame him because time is an illusion. And I think we, even though it's been eight days since we podcast last, I think it's actually only been I don't, eight Yeah, I don't even well. know. It's, I don't really know what I've been doing other than I bought a barbecue. Yeah. What kind of barbecue? Um, Tell us about your barbecue. It's not your average Joe. That's their slogan because it is a Kamado Joe, which is a Kamado style, Kamado style grill smoker. Which are those? Does that mean it looks? It looks like a big egg. Like if you've seen the big green egg, this is just the big red egg. Yes. Um, 
but I'm very excited. I was debating what kind of grill I wanted, and this is what I came up with. It, so, is a Komodo Joe cheaper than like the eight hundred dollars big green egg? It is still expensive, but it is cheaper than the big green egg. The big green eggs have they're like the expensive end of those, even though they're all probably the same. Which is why I went with this one. Um, and and what does it do? So it, it barbecues. It's a, is it a barbecue yeah, and a smoker? It, that's the cool thing about it. I think is it's super versatile. Just where you put the grill, and it has little plates to create indirect heat, and um, it's just a basically a giant ceramic oven kind of. But you can it you can go from two hundred to seven hundred fifty degrees in it. So it you can cook really hot. So you could probably make a yeah, wicked. And pizza there's a pizza stone you can get for it, and. So nice. it's pretty cool, and that's why I, I've used a Traeger before, um, which were pretty neat because mm-hmm. you just kind of turn it on, and all of a sudden, six hours later, your ribs are delicious. Um, yeah. But where I like this is that you can turn it up high, and you can make a steak on it, or you can you can grill something fast. You can cook burgers on it, that kind of thing, rather than it being more of a smoker. Um, but you can still do low and slow brisket or whatever. Um so I'm very excited. So two things. One, my ribs are always delicious. Two, what is the very first thing you're going to cook on it? I know you do not have meat yet. You just have a barbecue. So what's what's the, maybe even not the thing you are going to cook on it, but if you could cook oh, anything on it. If it was the weekend, would I would say let's just put a brisket on it and see what happens. Um, but I think we're actually just going to get some burgers and just just fire Nothing up those wrong with burgers, man. charcoals and, and just just grill some burgers so do you, do you want to know my recipe for the perfect burger so you take some ground beef you get some um uh some cheese like cheddar probably you get uh some ranch dressing the but powder the, like powdered that, kind actually. yeah and you get um some i'm, I'm gonna try and say it, i don't know if i can Worcestershire sauce yes it's some of that you just I mean I'm sure that there's a quantity of those things that you put together matter. but it's been 20 something years since I you, ate a burger you just so do it by you'll feel. just have to imagine put all those things together you make them into patties you barbecue it and that they are good. heaven Dylan heaven it's very good I, I don't know if I have Worcestershire Shosh but yeah well, you got to go to the I store need, to get I've some burger I've been meaning to get so Worcestershire Shosh but right um, yeah it's good stuff very excited good stuff well I'm glad that you've had some time playing that's gonna be my simulator. Hobby. that's pretty exciting yeah nothing wrong i mean yeah. that's not a bad hobby dylan Meat. that's really not a bad hobby <laughs> meat. <laughs> the hobby of meat cole how is uh my how hobbies your hobbies are going? great are yes, your hobbies meat. also meat <laughs> no nah, well yeah n- <laughs> yes no uh i assume we're gonna ask you yes, what no. games i've played because i've played quite a few excellent tell me about you're playing diablo Spoilers. 3 again Sorry, no. did you get it on the Switch? Okay. Uh, Please continue. <laughs> I have been playing the Hunter, or I played it a little bit. Um, I, I'm taking, I'm taking a slight you break some from stuff? the Hunter. Um, I've hunted enough. I'm at a uh, hundred hours now, so you know, I'm Good I've Lord. hunted a lot. Um, <laughs> still great. Um, I beat Minecraft Dungeons, and I will say nice. that that game is okay. Yeah, I you mean, I, it depends on how long we want to talk about Minecraft Dungeon. Did you play it at all? It's a new game. 
I have. I played the uh, first play three or four levels. So no. Minecraft Dungeons is fun enough. Like, there's nothing sure. great about Minecraft Dungeon, and there is nothing like just horribly bad about Minecraft Dungeon. It is a perfectly good sure. game. Um, and the only thing that I wish, and maybe it is, like, I will be the first to admit that I am not the person who pays attention to video games when they tell me things. So maybe it did tell me, but, like, I felt like there needed to be a lot more explanation in that game. Because once I kind of learned the, you know, ins and outs of the, like, uh, what's it called? Um, Enchanting. Enchanting? Like, I I understood it a bit better, but it still felt like I needed a little bit more information that I was not given. Um, I... I think the funny thing about enchanting is, um, so my son Carter's played that a lot too, uh, not enchanting, but Minecraft Dungeons, and same thing is we started playing it together, and he's like, I just don't know what to do with all this stuff. Like I keep enchanting these things, and I'm like, no. When you dust your stuff, you get your enchantment back, and he's like, which oh. is, and like got on got on the other day, he was playing it with his buddy, and he's like, oh my gosh, right? I figured out that if you dust your stuff, you get your enchantment back, and he, and they were like, oh my gosh, and it, it changes everything, and, and I don't it, know if it, it, I, I don't know if it told you that, or if it just like was yeah, kind and I don't, of insinuated because I didn't know that either. Well, and what I don't know is if it told me when I started a game or not, or if I just assumed every other game I've ever played where you dust a weapon, you get the enchantment back. But so, a lot of those probably. enchantments are, like, in other games, the enchantments are, like, almost physical things. The enchantments in this game are, yeah. like, well, you get an enchantment point, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like you're yeah, putting, like, and a I think ruby if I'd known, it. like, I think that's why I, you know, just assumed that I'm like, oh, you get enchantment points. I had no idea that you got them back. But the problem with that yeah. is, is that as I got, you know, because I played like probably the last half of the game knowing that, is that oh, okay, I've got this really cool sword. I just picked up this one, and it might be better, but I'm not a hundred percent, hundred percent sure yeah. what this enchantment does because the enchantments are not well explained. It's like you know, does fifty no, percent more damage when you know this kind of thing? But I'm like, is that on top of every hit, or is that a special thing? Yep. And so you go, I'd like to try that. Do you want to dust the good weapon you have, and mm-hmm. you know, put those points into that thing, only to find out like. Oh, okay, this isn't as good as I thought it would be. And I did that. Like, I had some really cool weapons, and I'm like, okay, this sword may be nice to have. I guess I'll dust these and try it. And got that, and I went like, oh, this this isn't great. Did the same thing with a bow later on. Because you can't try those things, it very much like you could end up screwing yourself in the long run. Um, yeah. There were little things here and there that bugged me. Like, the last level... So I breezed through that game. I did not, you know, you asked me, I think, last week, like, what happens when you die in single player? And I went, I don't know. I haven't died. Um, I didn't die until, I think, the second to last level. And then I died once, made it through that. And then the last level I had to play, I think it was probably six to eight times. And like Riverbond, this game does not save anywhere except if you beat the level. And so there were several times where it took me about 45 minutes to get to the end-to-end boss. He'd kill me, and I'd have to play 45 minutes of that level over again. Um, Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I think that, I mean, 
that game very much was designed to be played multiplayer. Um, I've read that multiple, multiple times that it was supposed I to be played multiplayer. Don't and so see I think how it would make it any better or worse. Well, because if you if you get killed in multiplayer, the other person can come res you. But here's the and thing: so if I would... had been dying throughout the entire game, fine, I understand that. But I literally did yeah. not die until the second to last level. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with yeah. like, oh, I could have had players res me. I guess on the last level, it would have been nice to have player res me. But like, yeah. I don't know. It just seems like maybe there that it was slightly broken at that last level. Um, yeah. I uh, I think my biggest complaint about that game so far is that they don't do a very good job of, like, all the weapons have a different feel, and I really dislike mm-hmm. the feel of some of the weapons. So even though they might have had more damage, I didn't like to use them. But they also didn't do a very good job of telling you kind of like what the uh-huh. damage per second of weapons are, which is really important when you're trying so to compare things. So here's something things. I learned after playing the last level like seven times in a row. Did you know you can only get certain weapons on the level? So you no, will only you get, as far as I can tell, you will only get certain drops on certain levels. So let's say you found like a bow that you really liked on level three. On level yeah. seven, you are not going to get that same type of bow. Um, oh, because so, I noticed that when I started playing the last level over and over and over again, I'm like, I at the first time I played it, I got this um, claymore that I'm like, eh, this is okay, does a ton of damage and stuff. I never got any weapon but that claymore on any drop. I was always getting claymores. Oh, and if interesting. You look when you you go into the level, it will literally tell you like here are your drops, and when once you get it, it'll show you what the drops on that level are. And if you go through each one, it'll show different drops. So, like, I had these really cool, uh, what are the, like, the, not size, but, like, what are the things I have? Sickles. I had really cool sickles. Sickles, yeah. And I'm like, I look through, and you'd have to go and play a certain level to get those, as far as I can tell. But the problem is, is that you would then have to bump up the difficulty level so that you could get them to your level because it doesn't scale with you and so i don't know that seems stupid yeah i don't know i think it's a game that did a lot of things right and a lot of things Mm -hmm. kind of not right exactly it'll be interesting to see how that game kind of scales in the future because there are two more i believe dlcs coming out for it um one next month and then one the month after um I think yeah, they're both paid, no. so I probably won't get them. The, but so there is who's the Yahtzee? What is that? Yeah, Yahtzee Crenshaw um, from um, something point. I sent it um, to you this morning. Uh, zero punctuation. Zero punctuation. Just did a video on Minecraft dungeons, and I watched that and went, "Yep, he pretty much nailed it." Um, nailed it. Like I said, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't like, I think that it is a game that could have been very good, Um, especially in like a, you know, there's not a ton of Diablo clones that like kids can play. Most of them have to deal with like, I'm slaughtering a lot of things. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to kill Satan, you know? And so I think this is a, as it is, I think it's a good kind of like jumping off point for that type of game, but it could have been so much better. So Which more. brings me yeah. to I'm playing Diablo three, <laughs> but, 
because I got <laughs> done with it and went like tried like a bunch of different games. I'm like, oh, what do I want to play now? And tried a bunch of different games and went like, I don't know, no, none of these are just like I just want mindless. You know, that's kind of why I liked. I actually started because yep. I, I did like almost like a new game plus and started playing it. And I'm like, I don't know if I really want to play this again. And in Minecraft oh, in Dungeons. Dungeons. In yeah. Minecraft Dungeons. Sorry. Okay. And, uh, you know, so I started playing a bunch of different games. I'm like, none of these are really what I want to play. And uh, I'm like, I'm just going to play Diablo 3. And so I started yeah. up a new character in Diablo 3. I'm at the last, uh, the, the act one. I'm like on getting towards the end of that. And. It really is, and it does satisfy that, like, I just want to kill a bunch of things, that you know, and just click and click and click, and or I guess yep. press a button and press a button and press a button, and yeah, so I've been doing that. That, that game is shockingly uh-huh. good on a oh, console, yeah. too. Like, I've, I've been very impressed with that on a console. I did not think that it would no. translate, and I really enjoyed it, so. And then I've also, I bought uh, Skyrim and Oblivion were both on sale. And originally I was going to buy Oblivion because I wanted to play that. And uh, it's like $4. And then I noticed Skyrim was on yeah. sale too. And I'm like, kind of want to play Skyrim. <laughs> so that's like the enhanced I edition? Guess. <laughs> like, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> How it does, it look? does it look? Like, okay? I assume it looks better. I don't know. It looks okay it's it's not it's not an xbox one game <laughs> but it looks decent enough no. uh, is it it isn't like is it an xbox one game or does oh it no it's an xbox one game play it? yeah um, okay. it is an xbox one game it supposedly has better textures and stuff and i assume it does because i mean it looks fine it's not you yeah. know like horrible um yeah. the one thing i will say is you can do mods on it and I'm like, ah, cool, mods. Oh, I forgot about that. And the that, second yeah. you load in a mod's like, hey, you can have mods. can't have achievements if you have mods. And I'm like, well, son of a bitch. Because I kind of like, the thing is, is I don't, I don't necessarily care too much about achievements. But when you're going for Game Pass, or when you're doing Microsoft Rewards, uh-huh. they're super important. Diablo 3, I'm not getting yeah. any achievements because I've already put like 70 hours into that game. Um, and so I kind of need something to get achievements for those you know, Game Pass things, and so, like, I understand that not all mods, like, I mean, if you have, like, a God Mode mod, which there is one, yes, take away achievements, but, like, hey, we made it, so, like, I don't know, the guy doesn't tell you about the arrow to his knee 30 times in a row, every guard you pass tells you that story, I don't see why that has to make it so you can't have achievements. And I, I assume that, you know, it's just any, it's a lot easier just to go like no achievements versus like there has to be a, you know, checkpoint list that, you know, kind of thing. But it, it's kind of annoying. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm kind of of two minds about that because like on one hand, like I get that some people are very precious about their achievements. Cares. And I mean, on the other hand, they're like uh-huh. imaginary internet points, so who gives not you know, redeemable whatever. for anything? So I mean, uh, I guess technically right? they're redeemable um, through Microsoft Rewards, kind of. But earn you still them. have yeah. to earn them. I mean, it's not like there was a mod well, that was like just give me all of the. In a world, I guess, where there are a ton of games that like literally exist to be mined for. <laughs> like I remember, who cares if you I needed Skyrim. three. For the rewards, and I downloaded um, what's the delivery game? 
Uh huh. Yeah. The uh huh. Within whatever. ten minutes, yeah. had three achievements. I'm like, okay, uh-huh. done. Yeah, it's I, like I get it, and whatever. I don't know. I had a kind of a similar thing last month where I did not think about the fact that I was playing. I, so I've been playing Mass Effect now for like I don't know a month. Um. And it didn't occur to me that it's not a Game Pass game. And so I wasn't getting the play a Game Pass game every day thing, which sucks because then I didn't get my like monthly thousand point um, Microsoft thing. I got all the weeklies, but I didn't get the dailies. (laughs) So I lost a thousand points that way, but whatever. I just have to remember to actually boot one up and then go (laughs) play Mass Effect. But the... The crappy thing is, is then I have mm-hmm. to quit out of Mass Effect, which is like a four or five minute load in. <laughs> so whatever, it's fine. Um, I only really have to do it every other day because if I end one day with Mass <laughs> Effect, then or with a, a, a Game Pass game, then the next day I just start that game as game again, and then I can play Mass Effect through the next day. <laughs> like Microsoft Rewards is great. I'm it's very cool that I'm going to get a bunch of free games. I've gotten a bunch of free games for it so far. Like I think it's very, very, very worthwhile. But like some of the weird like stupid stuff I have to do in order to get those points is like, is this is this really worth it? And then I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. free video games. I haven't bought a video game in Yeah, no, I've got months, almost $50 so, worth yeah. of points, and I don't yeah. really do all that much. Yeah, I have almost $60 worth of points, so it's all good. Um, I'm playing Mass Effect Andromeda Woo! still. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's still f- absolutely fine. Like, if you... If you liked Skyrim and you liked the just like there's a million side quests and you can put 130 hours in this game without really trying, like you'll probably like Mass Effect. There's it's especially like I'm playing it on easy. It's really funny because I like the one thing I'll say about it is it's not always quite as the quests aren't always as straightforward as I'd like them to be. And so oftentimes I'm just like, Hey, I need a guide for this. And the guides are like, man, you should buckle up. Cause this next thing is going to be super hard. And I'm like, wait, those like four guys that I one shotted. So like play that game on easy mode and it's not super challenging, but like the story is kind of fun and there's a ton of side quests. And you can, if you just like those games where you're just like checking off a massive amount of boxes, it's great. And like, I don't know what it has been about like the pandemic that has made me only want to play games that I can just sit and not think too much about, but this game's been absolutely yeah. perfect for it. So I like, I'm not going to talk more about mass effect, but it's fun. It's great. The other day I smooched a blue chick. It was cool. Woo, so I guess, you know, right. <laughs> I guess. Sure. It was cool. Her name's PB, which is the worst named character in the entire world. P E E B E E. Why would you just call her like PB? How about Phoebe? Or like, right. Or at least maybe we could get like a, like, because everyone just calls her PB. I'm like, wouldn't you just like naturally like P-dog? shorten that to like oh. Peebs or something? <laughs> P-Dog? P-Diddle? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird, but it's cool too. Whatever. Uh, all right. News. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Uh, so we pushed back, like I said earlier, we pushed back the release of our podcast. This is, I think, the first time this podcast has not come out on time since... Inception. I don't know, episode eight. I, I know we skipped episode eight um and, and did it a week late. Uh but I don't I don't know if we've delayed one since then. I've been a couple hours late on it before, but never a full day. So this is monumental. We I I would say that it would be fair to say that we often ignore Sony in favor of Microsoft because I'm not 
a huge Sony fanboy, and once we once we talked Adam into getting an Xbox, it was all downhill from there. So, uh, but so we we delayed today's podcast in order to uh, talk about Sony. Um, I watched it. Colby watched it. Dylan was driving, so we'll just kind of run through. I, I, let me let me let's start this way, Colby. What was your what was your I, impression? I, I am you don't not watch a lot the of these. To ask. Like I, I you know I'm not like the biggest Sony fan, and I'm a pretty big Xbox fan. And even if this had been Xbox, I still would have just went like, whatever. I don't care. I don't care about these things <laughs> at all. So I am not the person to ask. Like, what was your opinion on that? Because I'm like. I don't know. They show games that aren't out yet and I don't care about, so... <laughs> so I will say, I do watch a lot of these. Um, this was probably the best Sony press conference I've ever seen, which should make Why you worry, Why did it Colby. open with Grand Theft Auto V? That is my only question. <laughs> but is that saying so, a lot, though, if it's the so, best one you've seen? No, it's really not. Like, I think most Sony press conferences right. are actually very bad. Um, and I thought this was good. Um, I will say for a pre-recorded press conference, I really, really, really wish it had subtitles. Like, it would have been really nice if it had subtitles because there's absolutely no reason that it couldn't have because it was pre-recorded. So, um, as Colby said, it did open with Grand Theft Auto V, which was really, really strange. And, and not like, um, hey, we're going to re-upgrade it. I don't know. That's probably a word for remaster PS5. Yeah. I mean, like they kind of hinted that it was like slightly better. Didn't look slightly better. It was just no. mostly like you're going to be able to play Grand Theft Auto Five. Also, you're going to be able to play Grand Theft Auto Five online, and we're going to give you a million shark dollars every month. And I went like, okay, I guess that's cool. Yeah. It. I was actually kind of excited when they first started showing Grand Theft Auto V because I'm like, oh, maybe this is going to be like a big announce where, like in the Xbox conference where they announced where they were going to put all of the uh, Final Fantasy games on uh, the Xbox. I, like maybe this is what they're doing. Like uh -huh. they're going to remaster 3 and Vice City and 4 and put them all on the PS5 and it's going to be awesome. And then it was like, no, you can go play GTA Online right now. Like, I think if you own a PlayStation right now, you can go play just GTA Online for free, I think. I don't know. It was like two hours ago, and it was really weird. But I think to actually answer your question, Colby, the reason that a company like Sony opens with Grand Theft Auto V is because Rockstar said, hey, if we give you a million dollars, will you put Grand Theft Auto V right up front? And Sony yes, said, we will. yes, we will. <laughs> So, I don't know. Cool, I guess. Uh, next game up was uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is either a new Spider-Man game or is a I DLC for the existing Spider-Man game. Uh, a new game, from what I can Okay, tell. so, yeah, and it looks just like the existing Spider-Man game. So, if you liked that, you will probably like this. If, like me, you didn't like that, it's probably not for you. I'm mostly just super, super, super disappointed that we made a Spider-Man Miles Morales game and didn't make a Spider-Verse game because I think that movie, in the style that movie was made, could be an amazing video game. Um, and... I wanted that instead. But, you know, if you like Spider-Man, this is probably pretty cool. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 it looks fine, I guess. Like, if you like Gran Turismo 7, I'm sure you're going to like this. I am personally more of a Forza person. They showed a driving demo that 
went on for what felt like 10 minutes. It was probably more like two minutes, but it felt like it just went on forever and I didn't care. Um, Ratchet and Clank, a rift apart. Um, Starts out with what I thought was gameplay. And I was like, holy crap, this game looks amazing. And then they broke and were like, here's some actual gameplay. I'm like, oh. Well, it still looks really good, <laughs> um, and it looks really fun, and, like, I'll be honest, any game in this uh, conference that wasn't, like, gray men with giant <laughs> swords stood out a lot, with so... a muted like, palette. It was nice to see... <laughs> yeah. Kind of a oh, somber tone. It was good to see something... It was something fun to see something kind of pretty. It was some fun to see something that was having fun with itself. It looked like it had some cool gameplay mechanics. You actually can like rip yourself into different dimensions. It looks pretty cool. There's a female ratchet. I don't know what that would be called. They didn't give her a name, but she looked fun. Um, it looks cool. Like I was, I was cool on that. Uh, next game is called Project Athia, I suppose. Um, it's one of those games that is like making a huge deal about this game was made specifically for the PS5. And then they show you really nothing about it except like the female main character jumping around a little bit. Um, the one thing I did learn about it afterwards on Twitter is that Gary Whittia, um, the dude who wrote mm, Solo, no, he wrote, shoot, um, what was the other, like, tra- in the middle? Rogue One. He wrote Rogue One and wrote a bunch of other stuff. He's actually a really good writer. Is uh, the, like, lead writer on that. So maybe it'll have a good story. But I don't know. Um, there's a game called Stray. There's cats and robots. It was one of the very few games that actually, like, had a cool vibe to it. Um, like I said, anything that wasn't just, like dudes with swords or dudes with guns really stood out. This one had this, I, I the problem is that I don't know anything about it. I think it was an Annapurna game. So like they make cool stuff. Oh, the robot and there was cat, a cat and robots. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It looked all right. And then they did a big break where they showed you a bunch of specs about the PS five that you already knew. It has a Blu-ray player. It has a high speed SSD. It Terror has ray blocks. tracing. It has that stormtrooper. It has some flops. It has that stormtrooper controller and it has app, adaptive feedback and adaptive triggers and haptic feedback and motion control, which I thought was kind of interesting. If you guys, I don't remember hearing that that had motion control before. Do you guys remember hearing that? The controller? So yeah, the controller says it has motion control. Well, the last one did, right? Does it? it? I don't know. I didn't think so. I thought that the Nintendo was really the only one that did. I don't know. It's one of those things that like, they used to have something in it because you would, shake the controller or something not necessarily motion control but it did have some sort of yeah but something i hate yeah motion control to me is is feels really good it only works on the wii they made a big deal yeah it works actually i think it works great on the switch but you know whatever um they made a big deal about it having a headphone jack and a usb port which so seems kind of like phone? low on the <laughs> right i guess oh. i don't think so but boy would the, that be great the like and um, like usb port i'm like ooh, with the new cigarette guys. lighter <laughs> port like, like telling us that like really there weird. is a way to charge it i'm like wow i'm glad <laughs> just like the last really one yeah. Well, except this one's USB C, which is admittedly I agree. nicer. I can so. put it in both ways. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't ruin it. But Doom Ching? 
or phrasing yes. or both. Uh, it also has 3D audio, which 3D I guess audio is, cool. is pretty awesome. Um, I think it is when it works. Um, it's it's really helpful. And I've had being able yeah, to hear I where the deer are. I think the problem the problem I have is that is I almost never listen. If I'm listening through my TV, I rarely have the sound up very loud. And if I'm listening through headphones, I almost always have one ear off because I'm like my wife's also in the room. I'm trying to talk to her or <laughs> so the times when I actually have both ears, and my headphones on are almost never. So it just, it's, it's, I understand that it's cool for some people. It just doesn't do anything for me. So, uh, I think this next game is probably the worst named game in this series. Would you agree with that? I'll be the judge of um, that. Re- Returnal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Might so, be the worst name uh, ever. So Dylan, you're, you're more of a movie person than cliff. If you were watching a trailer for a game that was talking about a, a captain or some sort of possibly military person who, um, kept crashing their ship and it was just crash, die, repeat, crash, die, repeat. At some point, would you go like, I think I've heard this before somewhere. Yeah. 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 I'm like, <laughs> live, what was the die, name repeat. Of the movie? <laughs> like literally. Edge of, it's is that Edge of, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like a cool game. Um, it, it is definitely one of those like stuck in a time loop kind of game. But it it sounds like the planet or the dimension this the f- character was crashing into every time she dies, um, like the planet changes yeah. and affects her. It looked interesting, but God, the name Returnal. is terrible. When they when they <laughs> when they went to Returnal, I'm like, oh no. Yeah, you show me this cool trailer, um, and then the words come up on the screen. It's Returnal. I'm like, I'm out. I'm yeah. out. Yeah. It's in it again. It was another one of those games that th- there's just so many games in this that had the exact same look and the exact same music. A lot of those, like you know, almost any big action movie you see, not in the yeah, a lot of those and a lot of like you know, how all action movie trailers have the same sound effects. It's getting to where video games all have the same sound effects, even if that's not what the actual soundtrack is. And it's just like, okay, whatever. Um, I, I think that hyper-realism, too, in these games has started to be... Like, I'm not against good yes, graphics. I'm not. But it it means that everything looks the same. They, they all look good. real. So <laughs> It's like, yeah, oh, it's like, I guess maybe this isn't as cool as uh, I thought it'd be. Uh-huh. Like, I, I live in real life all it's the time. Horrible. Like, imagine so, Job Simulator yeah, it's with awful. these graphics. You're like... Oh, this is just Uh job. Oh, it's just work now. So uh, a game that did not have those graphics was Sackboy, A Big Adventure. Can we all agree that Sackboy is not a Sackboy is so cute. He is absolutely adorable. I do not disagree, Dylan. But Sackboy also makes that better. (laughs) It's not great. Um, It looks fun. It's a platformer. It's very bright, very colorful. It has kind of an interesting, like, isometric view. So I guess maybe it's not really... I'm going to say that it's like a two and a half D platformer with kind of an isometric overhead. It, it looked interesting. Um, I don't know if that brings anything new to anything because it's like what the 39th of those, whatever. Uh, no, Call? I was just going to make a joke that I probably shouldn't have. So I stopped myself. <laughs> I was just going to repeat the word sack boy. 
the next game they showed was Destruction All-Stars, which I would have absolutely assumed was Destruction Derby until they rolled the name and it's called Destruction All-Stars. Um, I don't know if somebody else owns the Destruction Derby name and they couldn't buy it or what, but it looked okay. I think it's one of those games that if it was like $20 and you could convince like four or five of your friends to buy it might be fun. Why does, I, I won't say every game, but why, why do games see the like kind of like fun characters from Fortnite and they're just like, what if we just had those guys? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, like, I'm not going to, like, don't take this as me getting down on PlayStation because no. it's not just a PlayStation problem. It's literally a video game problem. And it's that all characters are, these days, I think, are either, like, indie, low-poly, cute, or they're, they look like Fortnite characters, or there's gritty yeah. realism. And those are the three genres of video games. So, I don't know. Uh, next up, Kina Bridge of Spirits, which I couldn't tell you a single thing about that game. I guess I could tell you a little bit about that game. It looked like there's there's a, a girl and she does magic. But really what I care about is that for some reason she's followed around by like two dozen adorable little black furry critters that I don't know what they do, but they're adorable. And I want them to be in every video one, game I ever play. This so fun. Um, it, it, I don't know. For yeah. some reason, reminded me of Fable. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That kind of same look. It was it was brighter uh -huh. and more colorful without being, you know, indie low poly. So it, it looked it looked fun. It looked like it had definitely some it just kinda cute and kinda like it might be a fun fifteen hour light role playing game. So uh <laughs> Colby had the best comment about this next game. It's called Goodbye Volcano High. And I will say, after reading about it a little bit, like there are a lot of people that are very excited about it. I would assume it's going to be some sort of kind of highly interactive visual novel type game. Um, but what did you say about so it, Colby? This new Netflix anime looks great. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely has that feel of like homegrown Netflix anime, but everything's a dragon or something. I don't know. Um, it's probably a game that is not for me, but I am guessing there are a lot of people that are going to really, really, really like it. So um, the, I I think I saw a retweet of one of the animators on it and or one of the writers on it, and she's like, it's a new game I've been working on for a long time. I'm super excited about it, and it's super gay. So I think that there is a, a demo for that. So it's probably not me, but that's all right. I'm, I'm glad that that exists for somebody. Um, Oddworld Soulstorm is like another Oddworld game, and I don't think I've cared about an Oddworld game since maybe Oddworld's Odyssey. So I don't know. It looks fun i guess there was a train and uh, i don't know i that Do, game just whatever. i'm constantly like baffled by the odd world series because there Same. are people who really like the odd world series but i've only met like two and yeah absolutely they've made a lot of, i mean not a lot of them but i mean like there's what like six of them there's like yeah. four or five right and yeah i i don't know like it just seems like it's a very strange series for me in that like I, I've literally played what? two of them and they're they're fine. Did you play the no. gunslinger one? That was pretty good. I think what it's weird is it's a game that started out with a very, very clear story. And that story was like slaves that are making I mean it's like Soylent Green with slavery. 
Um, you know, they are making <laughs> the slurm drink out of other of them. And you had to escape and let everyone know. And for some reason, your mouth sold, sh sewed shut. And I do not remember why. Maybe it's to keep all the other slaves quiet. I, I don't recall. It came out so very long ago. And then there's just been this weird series of games that came after that. And I don't know how you follow yeah. that exactly. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be good. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. So this is a game that like had a really interesting E3 presentation. Like two years ago I'm going to say it was where the, the cute girl came out and she did all sorts of like I'm a developer and adorable and everyone fell in love with her on the internet and then she quit um, so I don't, I don't know what the story there was um, the original presentation of it everyone lost their minds over and I kind of went I don't know it might be okay I guess and then this presentation of it it looks just wacky bizarre like you're ripping the hearts out of like headless ghosts and uh, it looks really interesting and so it like might be interesting enough or strange enough to be interesting um but it also has like a super first person feel to it like until they did the name reveal of that it was Ghostwire Tokyo I actually thought it was a VR game yeah. because of how like how much you see your hands on the screen and it, it was definitely strange that is one other thing i will say is there was not a single vr game shown in this entire thing um which is for a company that has sold more vr headsets than literally any other company you'd think that they would maybe have done that so i don't know uh Jet the Far Shore. Oh, right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm i like, I don't remember this game at all. And it was because it had the most boring trailer in the entire world. It was so boring. It was literally, I don't know, the last 20 seconds of it was like, what, four different cuts of the same ship moving across the same ocean. It was not great. Um, Scientific, though, is the composer on it. And he's an excellent composer. So maybe it'll have good music at the very least he did uh oxen free which is a, a soundtrack i listen to a lot uh godfall this is i think i i want to say this is the game that on in e3 last year where they called it like a looter slayer looter slasher a slooter a slooter because it wasn't no because it wasn't a looter shooter so it wasn't a schluter so maybe it was a, a slooter i don't i don't know it was you're a big dude in a bunch of armor with a sword and you fight other guys with swords. Um, it was, I believe the first PS five game actually announced. So I don't know. Again, I don't think it's for me, but whatever. Um, Solar Ash is, uh, for the folks who made Hyperlight Drifter, a game that I really, really liked. It has, um, it does have that kind of low poly indie <laughs> look to it, but it looks gorgeous. It was another one of those games that really stood out from everything else because it was bright and colorful and your character has this kind of cool run animation where they kind of like almost looked like they were skating as they were running. I don't know. It, it looks cool. And I really liked, um, I really liked Hyperlight Drifter, so we'll see. Solar Ash. Um, Hitman 3, I think you're a hitman and you kill people. Um, oddly enough, my takeaway from this um, was they, they do this kind of zoom in on, I don't know if she was a target, I don't know if she what her role was because it's a demo, um, but she was wearing like a backless dress and she had like a back necklace on, like a dangly back necklace. And I'm like, are back necklaces a thing? That was my takeaway from the I have, I have to look that I have to see that now. Like, what? So I don't I I don't know it was like it's an interesting idea I'd never really thought about it was pretty you know, having having back jewelry so 
Uh, Astro's Playroom. Have you ever looked at a game and said like, oh, that might be okay if it was like a pack-in? Like if, if you buy PlayStation... Uh, what's their... PlayStation Live thing is Play that what it's Plus? called? PlayStation Live Plus. PlayStation Plus. Thank you. If you if you play if you buy PlayStation Plus, do you get this for free? Is that like the game my kid would play for free with other kids that got a PlayStation because that's the only game they both own? It felt like that. There was little robots. I don't know if it's a game or not. It seems like there are maybe other Astro games as well. I don't know. Whatever. Um, oh, it's okay. It's a, it's a Astro is a VR game. Oh, you're right. Was that um, a VR yeah, game? Yeah, so uh, I was just, I was thinking of a different game that you were talking about. Yeah, no, Astro is a VR game. It, I don't know if this one is a VR game, is, but yeah, and it's supposed to be an excellent game. Um, I played. There's like two oh, of them. There's one that I played, which was like a kind of like freeware almost thing that came with. I don't know if it came with the VR or if there was like a. Uh, there was a you know here's like ten little mini games. Um, and sure, and that's yeah, exactly. And then what it they felt released like. like an actual game that was supposed to be phenomenal, but I don't know. This one, it, it didn't give any hint that it was a VR game, so maybe it's. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, next game is called Little Devil Inside, and I couldn't tell you what this game was about to save my life, but I really, 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 really want to play it. Just entirely based is it on the what hyper it like. Drifter one. No, that was that was Solar Ash. Little Devil Inside was there's like a, it's it, it kind of again that kind of low poly indie feel, but kind of colorful and bright, and uh, like you you were a guy with a gun, but there was also like a dude who looked like a butler who was like, I don't know, you saw him it looked like a lot of time in the bathtub or going to the bathroom. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was really. Okay. Like I like I said, I could not tell you even remotely what it was about, but it looked like there was cool big monsters. There's, um, according to this website, it's been in development for five this years. Is, so this is I like, don't know. I don't know a weird thing that there was a game on PC from like maybe 1996, and I don't remember why. Yeah. I don't know what it was called or anything, but it totally reminds me of the people in it. Look like the people yeah. in that game that I can't remember. So. So PC Gamer says the trailer includes everything from deep sea diving to fantasy adventuring to sand dune surfing on the backs of penguin-like birds. There are murky swamps, lakes covered in ice, giant octopuses, massive sandstorms, and donkey-backed bear hunting. And amid it all, there's a Victorian-esque scene of shops selling schmeat and a stern old fella sitting in the bathtub with a rubber ducky and perched on a toilet. I am intrigued. And that is exactly what I got out of it, too. I have no idea what's going on, but I really want to to try it. So... Yeah, some schmeat. Uh, next game up, NBA 2K21. It's basketball, Woo! you'll be shocked to find out. Um, my notes on this is, I guess at least we know what will be simulating the NBA in during the third wave of COVID-19. Um, they made a really big deal out of a trailer that some guy from Zion the Pelicans? Will, I, I know, Zion Williams. Oh, him. Yeah, he's... I think... Yeah, he's supposed to be good, I guess. Um, like, there's a big lead into it, and literally all you got was to see him like dribble, 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 and then run up and dunk. I'm like, all to, right, to show how big of a basketball um, fan I am. Like, about I don't know four months ago, they mentioned something about the Pelicans, and I went, "Huh, that's a team I've never heard of. It didn't exist when I watched <laughs> basketball." Cool. Nope, absolutely not. Um, the next game, um, I'm gonna read you my notes that I took in real time. 
<laughs> and and that's ah it has eyes and that was in reference to a strawberry that for some reason all of a sudden grew eyes and then they said ah everything here is half bug half snack and someone picked up the strawberry with eyes and ate it and then their hand turned into a strawberry it was it was some anyway this game's called bug like snacks <laughs> body horror it was it was real weird and I don't like it and it's from the team that made Octodad. I, I do so, like the okay. caterpillar that was made out of ice cream and kind of wish those existed in real life because I could go for some caterpillar You'd ice cream. <laughs> yeah, the game was just just disturbing in a number of different ways. Uh, next game is Demon Souls, a game which I a hundred percent do not want to play, but I know a lot of people are very very excited about. So it's a uh, game from. Oh, the folks who make Bloodborne from, never and soft from Software. From, yeah, From Software. From Software, yeah. Um, my understanding of it, and like I don't care about this kind of game at all, at all, um, but my understanding is that Dark Souls was a game that was released on like the PS2, probably, and never came to America because they wanted them to change it so much in order to bring it over here, and people love it, even though they had to import it, and they've been wanting it to be available as a remaster forever it looked real like again another game with a bunch of dudes with big swords so whatever but i'm sure people are losing their stuff so cool i'm glad i'm glad that game exists for you that's what i say uh another time loop game is called death loop this one actually looked done correctly this game could be very 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 cool it's uh the story is that there are two rival assassins on a island um and one of them is trying to escape he has to get off the island before midnight and every time he dies um the game starts over so it loops and there are eight people on the island he has to kill before he gets off and then he has to escape and there's another assassin who's trying to kill him in order to so he can't escape. And then there's also just a bunch of residents on the island that as soon as he kind of starts the game, they try and kill him. And so there's a part of me that says this could be a lot of fun and could be very interesting. And there's a part of me that says this is just going to be like the worst roguelike I could ever imagine because it's going to be, okay, I got 10 feet. I killed those guys and I got killed by the third one. Cool. Now I got 12 feet. I killed the third one and got killed by the fourth one. Sweet. Now I got 15 feet. I killed the third one and got killed by the fourth one. And then I'll spend like two times getting killed by the second one again. And then I'll get killed by the third one. And then finally make it to the sixth one and have to play it over and over again. So I think, whether Deathloop or not is good or not is going to a hundred percent depend on like how that game is implemented, but it's got a super cool visual style. Um, the trailer was probably one of the best trailers they actually showed during this. It was cut really well, looked really interesting. So I don't know. Is that, what did you think? Anything about Deathloop? It looked called? interesting. Um, this is kind of yeah. where I started to not pay attention and watch and play Diablo drift off more. <laughs> I tell you, man, like it, it was about 70 minutes long and there were some parts of it where I was very bored. So whatever. Uh, Resident Evil Village is um, the next Resident Evil game. It looks kind of creepy. A Resident I, Evil I, game that's creepy? I'm shocked. Well, what's weird about it, though, is that it seemed to be set in both like a Victorian era, but also modern day. Like there's a dude with a gun and he comes out and shoots someone. And it's a very he looks like a very modern Resident Evil character, but then there was also this weird, like, other thing going on. So I, I don't... I 
so many of these games, you just don't get enough information to actually know anything about them, except that, hey, it looks kind of cool. Uh, next one's called Pragmata, and I there's a cyber cat. There's a girl who somehow can breathe in space. There's a satellite that crashed down through you can something. You play it in about know. two it, years. Yeah, it came out. It's coming out in 2022. So I don't know. It looked cool, but again, cool doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, Horizon Forbidden West is the sequel to Horizon uh, Zero Dawn, which I think is actually kind of an interesting. I think it's very interesting that it is not called Horizon Zero Dawn colon Forbidden West. It's not called Horizon Zero Dawn Two Forbidden West. It is literally Horizon Forbidden West, which I thought was kind of an interesting take. It looks absolutely gorgeous like it was probably one of the most attractive games i saw um during this presentation i loved horizon zero dawn like it's really weird it's a game that i absolutely adore and i think it's really cool um i've not beaten it yet um but i keep chipping away at it over like two years so maybe i'll beat it eventually um it looks good though it looks really good um and then finally they wrapped up with actually showing us what the ps5 looked like um I, I, <laughs> my thought on it. So first of all, the, the console is at least the version that they showed is white. Um, I think there is a black version of the controller I've seen. So maybe there's a black version of the PS5 as well. I really hope so, because I don't know if I want a bright white console in my living room. Um, it's got, it looks like it has a lot of kind of blue neon glowy bits. Um, I don't know how I can describe it to you. My my notes say it's definitely cool looking in a kind of, it might be a modem, but it also might be a building in Dubai kind of way. Um, it's They only show it standing up. I assume it can sit down on its side, but it's got like... Waves? I don't know, like fins? Yeah, like fins that you might see on like a car from the 50s. Um, it's definitely got a design to it. It might grow on me, I guess. I, it's not bad. It just looks, it looks over designed. It looks like they were trying to make something that looks really cool, and instead, like they went three steps too far. Um, there's a version with a DVD drive, or I suppose a Blu-ray player, and a, a digital one that does not have it. Um, adding the DVD drive actually makes yep. it look worse, it I think, because it's not <laughs> symmetrical anymore. Um, I don't know. Honestly, Wait, by the time one I the buy one, flat? I guess. Cause I don't it, know, man. I don't think like how's it going to sit on its side? It, I don't think any of the sides are flat. I think the DVD drive one is at least. I don't know. I will tell you. By the time I get around to buying one of these, it'll probably be 2022 because, like, I've bought a, P a PS4 every generation. I mean, I've, I've owned all of them. I've owned a one, two, three, and four. And my three and four people are like, what's your favorite game on them? I'm like, let's see. My three was probably whatever Blu-ray I liked the most because it was pretty much just a Blu-ray player for me. And I, Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts three. I loved Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> um, or I'm sorry, not three. Uh, one, probably. That might have been a PS2 game, two game though. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The PS3 was PS3, fine, you, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think I bought a PS3, honestly, because they said Kingdom Hearts was coming out on it. And I, it I, bought it, so. I bought a PS3 yeah. to watch the Watchmen Blu-ray that I owned. 
Yeah, I mean, that was, I literally bought my PS3 because I wanted a, D, a Blu-ray player. It was the cheapest mm-hmm. Blu-ray player at the time at $350. Um, and my PS4, like, I, it's Horizon Zero Dawn because it's the only game I've almost beat on it, I guess. So, whatever. I So, I won't be buying one for a while. And I guarantee you I will be buying the all-digital one because I will already have a Blu-ray player. So, it'll be fine. Um they also showed a bunch of accessories that I assume you purchased yeah. separately. Um, although I would not be shocked if there's like an $850 bundle that contains all of this stuff. They're making a matching uh, controller charger station, which like, I guess what I'll tell you is like, you should have one because they're super nice, but you probably don't want the $50 one. That's going to look like your PS five when you can buy like a $15 one that, uh, made by some third-party company that will work just as well. Um, there's a HD camera that I will probably be actually be really good for VR if they do some VR stuff. I don't know. We'll see. Um, there's a matching remote. There are matching headphones. They do not release a price, which Weird. I think is absolutely infuriating. So, they do so not conspiracy, do you think it's because it's going to be $5.99 and they don't want to put that out there right now? I think that it is one of two things. Either, yes, it's more expensive than they want to announce, or they literally do not know yeah. the price yet. Um, I think things are changing so rapidly between COVID and um, manufacturing and supply chain and all that kind of stuff that they literally do not know what the price is and they want to announce it as late as possible because they don't want to release a $600 console. They want to release a $500 or $550 console and right now they cannot commit to that price point. So, I don't know. Overall, it's fine. Like like I said, I, I actually am a big fan of what I will call Microsoft-style presentations where they do not spend a lot of time talking and they did not spend a lot of time talking on this. Uh, The only Um, thing I'll say, and I don't know, maybe this is like, you know, all of these are like this, but the ratchet and clank where they're like, now we'll show you two minutes of gameplay. I'm like, I don't care. Like same, absolutely the same. I think you show one. I don't like watching other people play video games. Why would I want to watch two minutes of someone playing a video game? Absolutely. I agree. Um, and I think part of it is because people really want to see what the gameplay looks like. Show but, a little in the trailer or something. I don't know. It's... Yeah. I, and I just think video game trailers are generally bad, to be honest. Um, I wish trailers had more of what the game was about, what you were doing, what you were, you know, what the story what was. Kind what kind of game it is. Instead of, the, yeah, what kind of game The amount of, of times I will watch a game trailer and go like, well, that's cool, but... I don't know what kind of game that is. That could be, you know, uh, is it this or is it this? Like, I need to see, like, actual something because trailers Uh don't really help me. Yeah. And I wish that this had done... I think one thing that Xbox does a really good job of is telling you um, if the game is going to be exclusive to the Xbox Oh, yeah. When I first started Um, watching this, I'm like, wow, they're getting a lot of exclusives. And then they got to... I don't remember which one it was. I'm like, oh, these aren't exclusives. Like, some of them are, yeah. but, like, I don't know if I'm not going to be able to play Returnal on the Xbox or Stray. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you I will probably be able to play Stray because, like, I can't imagine Annapurna's, like, we want to be, you know, exclusive. Unless Sony's, unless Sony's strategy this generation, which it might be, is just to throw a ton of money yeah. at 
places like that. So I think the thing you'll see, though, I think, and I think we'll continue to see this in this generation, is there's going to be a lot of timed exclusives. Like, you may not be able to play Stray at launch, but you'll be able to play it six months later. And Mm, frankly, with the number of games that are out right now, who cares? And half the time, it seems like these timed exclusives, they're exclusive on the PlayStation for six months or a year, and then they come out free on Game Pass. So, like, absolutely Currently, I'm playing, like, a... 10 year old game and an 8 year old game so you know I'm not real concerned about I'm playing a 3 year old game that has like a 12 on Metacritic so whatever Uh, alright that's the Playstation thing we will we'll try and step through the next part of this a little faster Uh, EA games are uh, on Steam just out of nowhere like EA was just like hey let's dump a bunch of games on Steam uh, including uh, Dragon Age 2, Crisis 3, Unravel, which is great, uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, which is supposed to be okay, Need for Speed Heat. Um, and they're also all on sale, which is interesting. There's a bunch of games that are not out there yet. Like, you cannot get Mass Effect Andromeda on Steam yet, but it'll probably come eventually. But even more interesting than that, there's also a bunch of ads on all those games saying that uh, EA Access is coming to Steam, which... EA Access is probably one of the best deals in games, assuming that it comes to PC the same way it came to consoles. It's 25 bucks a year. You get access to pretty much all of their sports games that are over probably 9 to 12 months old. You get a ton of other games in that kind of same time frame. So you're not getting brand new stuff, but you're getting... EA has a huge, huge, huge catalog of older stuff like that is literally how I am playing Mass Effect Andromeda right now is it just is free through EA access so I've been a subscriber for I don't know four or five years and is that great. replacing so. origin so it's going to be like one thing that is in these two places or is it that is a very good question and my guess is no um yeah because origin is like five bucks yeah, a month the, isn't is it? that just the PC version of it and EA Access is the console one? EA Access is the console version of it. Origin Access and like Origin Access Gold, I want to say, are the the Origin Launcher versions of it. So I don't know. I do not know what will happen, whether those will go away and this will become an all-encompassing thing or if EA Access will become the like off-brand version of it that's probably a little cheaper and probably has a little less stuff on it would be my guess. Like I would I would guess there will be a difference between what you can get in Origins Access and EA Access. So we will see. It's just an ad at this point. So um, companies are, like we said earlier, doing uh, what I'll say the bare minimum. Hey, it's Kate. Say hi to Kate, everyone. Like tomorrow, everyone's going to say hi, Kate. It's going to be great. Uh, EA uh, companies are finally doing something like the bare minimum something about racism in video games. Like, I mean, as long as I have been playing video games, there have been people that feel the need to name their characters or name their whatever's racial slurs and ableist slurs and homophobic slurs, slurs, just generally slurs. Why? And it's why? I don't know crappy. why. It's like, it's your name. Like, can you just I think, have a name? I think it's a combination of like, I'm an look edgelord gamer. Look how cool yeah, I am. like look at me, look at me triggering yeah. all the you know snowflakes, and the other half of it is actual, honest to god racists and homophobes. And I mean, I'm very glad. So Infinity Ward and EA and Rocket League have all 
said, hey, we're going to do what we can to do this. And to me, like every single one of those companies, except maybe Infinity Ward, has a account tied to a username. So I don't understand why the answer isn't we just ban these people and don't let them back. Um, but whatever, I guess. So to me, like you know, ban them, don't let them back and maybe have some sort of way they can say, Oh, but it wasn't me. I promise it was my roommate. Yeah, we'll see how that Whatever. Goes. Maybe a one strike you're out kind of thing. I don't know. Two strikes you're out, but like steam is a cesspool of Nazis and like alt right and Nazi recruitment. Um, there are swastikas and other terrible things all over steam. And I know steam, wants to be some sort of like leaderless utopia where we don't tell what people what to do and we let people self-manage and blah, 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 but it's not working. So you can't self-manage the internet is the problem. Oh my God. So I don't know. Like I'm glad these people are doing something about it, but it's not like you didn't know these people existed in the first place. So why, why does it take, an uproar around racism for you to go, Oh, maybe now's the time to address it. Like it's very infuriating to me. The thing I will say is if you are a gamer and you find those things upsetting, it is in, in the absence of companies doing their job, it is literally your job to report these people. That was not the word I was going to use. You were going to say say jerks, but I was, it was, it was one of those words. Um, Every time you see them, because the only way that they will go away is if we start just getting these people banned. Like if you see someone using a a username that is offensive, if you see people using offensive uh, chat, like it, it sucks. It sucks that the job has to come down to us. But if you're not, if you don't identify as one of those gamers, it is literally your job to report them every time you see them um, because it's the only way companies aren't going to step in and fix games. It's up to gamers to fix games. So I was going to say, it's not the only way, but it's the, it's the easiest way for companies and they would like you to do the job that they apparently, their job just doesn't seem that hard. Um, crucible. We talked about this. This is that, uh, Amazon owned shooter game. I don't know. Um, it launched with three different modes. We talked about them probably two episodes ago, and it was like, they've got a mode that's like a capture the flag, and they've got a mode that's a battle royale, and they've got a mode that somehow is like a first-person MOBA. And we said, like, that's a lot of modes for a single game that no one's ever heard of to launch with. <laughs> um, and apparently, as they launched and saw their player base go from like, hey, there's a new game, to, oh my god, this game's ugh, they said, maybe there's too many game modes, and so they... <laughs> cut two of them and they're going down to one the harvester command and alpha hunter game modes will be retired and they're going to be focusing on the heart of the hives which is apparently their most uh, popular game mode so i don't amazon does a lot of things right but man game develop does not seem to be one of them like they just have not not gotten there yet so maybe this will be the one that turns it around but they got some work to do um the Last of Us too. That launches soon. 19. Like what? This this month sometime. Yeah. So we got about two weeks for that. Um, if you want to, man. I said get in the mood. I, I'm gonna. Well, okay. Like a week and two days. <laughs> it's, Time it's, is it's a, the eleventh day. 
It's, by the time this comes COVID, out, it'll time, be a week. Does time yes, matter? To me. I still go to work every single day. It does not day. matter. Blah. Whoa. I have a job. Um, <laughs> anyway, for I guess the rest of you that have a job like Colby, woo, um, not the 16% of Americans that are like me. Ha. Uh, <laughs> the Last of Us 2 comes out in two weeks. No, a week. God damn it. <laughs> comes out in June. There's a podcast. There's a podcast. An eight-part podcast hosted by writer and stand-up comedian Kristen Spicer. I don't know who that is. Do you know who Kristen Spicer is? I don't know. He's a podcast guy, and it's going to talk about both the development uh, of The Last of Us and Last of Us 2. The first episode is now available. There'll be new episodes every Tuesday. Um, This first one talks with uh, Neil Druckmann and Anthony Newman, the folks who are kind of, I guess, overall responsible for these games. Uh, future episodes are going to include talking with Ash- Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker, some of the voice actors, developers, composers, all that kind of stuff. So if you're super into uh, The Last of Us 2 or The Last of Us and just even kind of want to get into the mood to play that game in a week, grab that podcast. Listen to this one first, though. Like, always listen to this one first and then listen to that yes. one, right? Um, so I like soccer. Colby Ooh. likes soccer. Dylan has been to a soccer game. I know that because he went with me. So Dylan also likes soccer. That's the way it works. You go to one and you love it forever. I do like soccer. Um, see, soccer's great. Uh, I'm still figuring soccer, out the They haven't been able to... Yeah, they're a little complicated. Um, offsides rules. It's hard tricky. to I understand get... the rules when you're just watching it. Until you actually like... Yeah. It's really hard to figure out it's better what's if you've played. going on. And like, okay, why was yeah. that... Why was that? Off? Okay, now I get offsides. Now I get it. Like, yeah, soccer. I think the thing about some of the rules is like, I'll uh, I'll watch it. And I'm like, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. I've been watching soccer for nine years now, and they're like, I'm like, doesn't this work that way? They're like, ah, yes, except in this particular <laughs> right. circumstance. And I'm like, Blah. it's like that with any sport, though. Like, it is. I could absolutely. explain to you the absolutely. infield fly ball rule, but you know, yeah. Well, and soccer actually changes their rules. Not a lot, but, like, every year there's probably one or two rules they adjust yeah. to make. Like, I think a handball today is entirely uh, different than what a handball was 10 years ago. on handballs. So. <laughs> That's <laughs> freezing. We're sack um, boy. Sack boy. <laughs> so, FIFA is, or no, I'm sorry, not FIFA. The Premier League, which is uh, the English the soccer hmm. league, is going to restart... Yeah, is going to restart on June seventeenth, so uh, a week from yesterday. Two weeks, so I can tell Colby math. <laughs> Stop. Um, but there will be no fans because there's no way to appropriately social distance a stadium full of eighty thousand people. So it'll just be players on the field. And I, I one thing I will say about soccer: soccer is a game where you really need announcers. But you also, like, having fan noise is also very important um, just because it makes it wait, or maybe it is for me. I watch a lot of soccer while I'm doing other things. Like, the team I follow, I watch their game very, very, you know, like, I watch that game. But I watch a lot of other soccer, uh, like, on a second screen while I'm working. And if you don't have fan noise, it's kind of hard to gauge when exciting things are happening. And I think it just makes the game overall better. And so EA for the past quite a few years has been going over to stadiums in the UK and recording fan noise and fan chants and fan songs to put in the FIFA games. 
And so now they're actually going to reverse that, where if you're watching the games on Sky One, I believe, which is the or the Sky Channel, which is the, I don't know if that's like ESPN in no, I don't think so in Sky. England or it's it's one of it's their it's one of their channels, it's a channel, um, is actually going to be like taking those fan noises and putting them back into the broadcast, which is super weird, but I kind of like the idea of like, I don't know, getting to watch a Liverpool game and they'll sing. <laughs> You'll never walk alone at the end um, <laughs> because they recorded it previously and I, they don't have to pull it out of a Pink Floyd song. And I think that's important. So um, those are a lot of inside. I got all of them. If you, yeah, like it's 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 like inside baseball, but it's soccer, I guess. So if you got those jokes too, like smile a little bit because that means you're smart. Um, anyway, I think it's super strange that they're gonna like reverse those back in, but at the same time, I think it's pretty cool. Um, there's a couple of game festivals: the Steam Game Festival and the EA Play. Uh, like, it's not that's not a festival. It's like they're gonna announce some of their new games. They were supposed to both take place um, like today and yesterday, and and starting next week. Um, and I think these are probably being delayed because of uh, the Black Lives Matter protests, I would assume. Um, EA Play Live Showcase was supposed to take place actually today, I think. It's today the 11th. Yes. Yeah, it was actually supposed to take place today. It was moved a week out to June 18th. So that'll be uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time. You'll have to do the math if you don't live in Pacific time zone. Um, and then Valve announced that the Steam Game Festival, which is that big... Um, I don't want to, like, just call it a festival stupid, but it's the thing where you can go and demo, like, 15 or 20 games that are coming out, like, later this year and early next year. Uh, you'll actually be able to download and play those demos for, like, a limited amount of time. It was supposed to start on the 9th, and they delayed it to be between the 16th and the 22nd. So you'll be able to play all those game demos for six days. There's a bunch of cool games in there, too, so definitely go check those out, but not until next week. Um, and then finally, uh, Studio Clee, Clay, the folks who make Don't Starve and Oxygen Not Included, um, stepped up. Like, I, if, if someone had told me that those dudes had a million dollars that they could just donate to a charity, I would have said, really, the people that make Don't Starve, huh? Um, I have like nine copies of that game because I've picked it up for free seven different times, but they have a, they have a million dollars and they're going to donate a uh, half million dollars to the ACLU and a half million dollars to the NAACP saying as part of the global community, we believe each of us need to do our own part and make the world a safer, kinder, more equitable place. As a studio, we have much to learn and we do our best to contribute. While we regularly donate to local and global causes, we generally do not announce them and prefer to do the work quietly. In this instance, we feel it's important to let others know we are standing with them and hopefully inspire others to contribute as best they can. Now, to give you a little bit of a comparison, Bethesda, a studio that I presume makes a significantly larger amount of money than <laughs> Studio Klee donated a quarter they million dollars. They actually so. donated a million dollars. It's just that three fourths of it was stuck in the table. So <laughs> every time we talk about companies that are stepping up and donating to different causes, like I mean, I think we've talked about that multiple times over the last year or two. Um, so often it's, hey, we're we're rock star, and for every like in-game trinket you buy, the proceeds 
like every we'll take out profit of course we're going to take out our cost and uh anything that's left over will donate to the charity up to $150,000 and like it's not it's not nothing like it is it is nice that they are taking their money and doing something nice with it but it's really cool to see a studio that I would absolutely not have expected to be able to donate that kind of money to donate a million dollars to to two different charities. So that's that's really cool. Um, Microsoft, I think, actually donated a hundred million as well. Like it was it was it was two hundred fifty million to four different charities. I want to say so they're doing all right. Michael Jordan donated ten million dollars. So you know there's there's some people doing some stuff. But I thought this one was really cool. We're going to talk about another uh, another company that's doing some cool stuff in a little bit too. So Dylan, uh, yo. Vinny, you gonna talk about SpongeBob again? Have you guys seen Vinny's new like gaming basement? Yes. No. Oh, it's cool. You should come to our Discord, Dylan. He's got some pictures of it. He's got like multiple like TV stands with. I know, right? <laughs> no one does, Dylan. No one does. Um, you could probably ask him. He probably post them again. No, I'm digging. But uh, he's got. He's got some cool stuff. It's very cool. Uh, his question is, Is what is your favorite game of each console generation from your first up until the very present? And I would and his starts like with to, PS2. to make a slight comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vinny starts with the PS2. Mine starts with the Commodore 64. <laughs> so, yeah, me and Vinny have slightly different experiences when it comes to video games. Um, did you guys actually, like, I did, make a bam. list? I did, I did. I told Dylan and Colby to make a list, and then I didn't Jesus because I was Christ, super busy Clint. this morning. Oh, I made so, a list. So they made a list. I'm unprepared. Why don't you tell us your list, Cole? Uh, go first, Dylan. I'm still <laughs> refining mine. NES. Oh. So NES would be Mega Man 2. Good choice. Um, I didn't have a Super Nintendo. So then I had an N64. And that's a hard one, but... It's between um, Mario 64, Turok, and um, Army Men, Sarge's Heroes. And maybe Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. That was an N64 game. I love that Dylan really likes Turok, a game that I remember at the time being just trash. Um, (laughs) Like, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong at all. You can't see anything in that game that's more than six feet ahead of you, but the game is great. Little known fact, Dylan loves Fog. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He also Uh likes San Francisco Rush. It was the only Nintendo 64 game that was actually accurate. Um, Cool. Um, All right. So, after Nintendo 64. I didn't have a PS1, but I had a PS2. And then that would, I would probably choose GTA in any of its iterations being three or Vice City or San Andreas, all three of them collectively. Xbox, that's like, that one's tough for me. Um, It's hard to, it's hard to pick like a game that was probably on both systems and I don't remember exactly what I played on each one. Um Mm. Mm. Yeah, that would that one that one I'm drawing a blank on. But all right. Uh Xbox 360 would probably be 
I don't know if I would go with GTA 4 or Saints Row. I liked Saints Row so much. Yeah. Um, at that time, PS3 would probably be... Um, mm, it might be God of War 3. Excellent which was choice. pretty solid. And then nowadays... Xbox One, I might have to agree with Vinny and go with Sea of Thieves. It's a good choice. Or Red Super Dead Redemption game. 2. Mm. Or GTA 5, which was also on 360. So, Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a good choice. Uh, how about you? So what, uh, what do you think your favorite next generation game will be, Dylan? <sighs> Whatever the next GTA is. Because I can just imagine Call? it's going to be... I don't even know what they're going to do, but it's going to be big. <laughs> well, 2023-ish, I'm sure you'll find out. Yeah. What, so, Commodore 64, you, I went with Pitfall 2. Um, there's a Ooh, lot of good, good games. I mean, they're probably not good games. There's a lot of games that I really enjoyed at the time on there. Uh, I'm going to probably just go along with you, and because I think we're going to play almost the exact same systems. So, I'm Do, do you want to do yours now? No, we'll do them at the same time. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I will tell for Commodore sixty four. Mine was probably either um, Moon Patrol. I really liked that game, um, or River Raid. I also really liked that or game. Algebra so. Dragon or whatever it was called. Algebra Dragon. Mm, super uh, solid choice. NES was Crystallis, which I assume is the same with you. You know, I really, really like Crystallis. You're wrong. Um, you're going to say after that. <sighs> I also like I I and I really liked it, but I only played it once essentially. Um, Super Mario might I'm be disappointed in you. Might have been something I played more, but Crystallis is a very good game. Genesis, I went with like I don't know, kind of a tie thing. And the problem is, is it was Fantasy Star, and I thought it was four, but I'm not sure it was. It could have been two. Um, I don't have my list here of games that I own, or else I could tell you. Yeah. Um, but Fantasy Star one of them um or road rash 2 who road rash oh that's a good choice i was not going to be able to choose one of the genesis because my memory is not that good but road rash is a starflight was also really good i really i remember that. my favorite mm -hmm. sega cd game Bouncers. oh nice i never played one of those what Bouncers. was it i figured it was night trap definitely Bouncers. It's one of the greatest games of all I time i totally i bought night trap on the <laughs> switch the other day awful. for like a dollar Oh, it's absolutely terrible. It's good. Uh, all right, next. Uh, Nintendo? Super Nintendo, I have a three-way tie of Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, and Link to the Past. Ooh, yeah, I would probably tie Link to the Past and it's Final Fantasy VI. you haven't played Chrono Trigger. True. Um, and then I went to Game Gear, because I had one of those. I did. Um, and I Columns? went with uh, Bart versus the Space Mutants. Not a good game, but I played Ooh. it a lot. Never really got past That's the good. first That's or good. second uh, levels. Um, then I went with the Game Boy Color, which was Pokemon Crystal. Um, you oh, I forgot about handhelds. Yeah, I just I was just going with whatever I could remember that I owned, and it's a yeah. lot of them. Um, yeah. Game Boy Advance. I went with Castlevania: Circle of the Moon. Because it was the only Game Boy Advance game I think I owned that wasn't Final Fantasy VI, uh, like three at that point in time, or like sure. the past. I think I played the Professor Layton game on those, which was good. Was it, or is that a, a DS game? Yeah, 
I think there was both. I think it's they started yeah, coming out on the Game Boy Advance. I think because I had one Sega of Saturn. Too. I went with Legend of Oasis, which is a really good like kind of uh, action RPG. Yeah, I did not the, have one of those. The original one on Genesis, which is Beyond Oasis, is also very good. Uh, yeah. PS1, I went with Chrono Cross. PS1, I would go with uh, Super Puzzle Fighter mm-hmm. 2 Turbo. Um, Nintendo 64, I went with like Mario 64 Goldeneye. I don't know. Yeah, I did not have Legend one of those. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time was really good, too. Uh, PS2, I went with Grand Theft Auto Vice City. That's a good call. I would probably also there go with a, Vice City. A, you, I couldn't remember. There was a really good game that I played on the PS2, and it was kind of a Diablo-esque game, and I, for the life of me, cannot remember what it is. I think it was... It's like it was like Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate. or Dark Alliance 2. Baldur's it, Gate, Dark Alliance 2. It might have actually been that one. Um, that was... That's kind of the... That was a pretty popular game. Yeah, I I, I know I played it and beat it, um, but yeah. I don't remember which one it was. Um, and then Xbox, I could not choose. Like Fable was great. Amped was it? Amped mm-hmm. or Amped Two that was really good. Amped. Amped. Amped was yeah. definitely. I might uh, have to pick Fable now that you say that for Xbox. Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, also good. And like Morrowind, even though I went back and it was trash. Oh, so bad. I played so much Morrowind. Yeah, I played that on the PC. So. Um, Nintendo DS, I went with Phantom Hourglass. Oh, that yeah. was a good game. That was a really good game. Um, GameCube, I went with Wind Waker slash Twilight Princess. I don't know if I could decide between those two. Twilight Princess was far I'm superior not- on the GameCube than it was to the Wii. Fight me. I'll be honest. I don't know if I've ever played a GameCube. They're fun. Um, the, yeah. the Star Wars game that's on it, I Rogue Squadron 2 or something, was also really good. Uh, that was a cool game. I played that on the Definitely PC. Definitely left out the Nintendo systems. Uh, PS... I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> uh, PS Vita, I went with Hotline Miami because it was really... I played a bunch of games like that that were really good, but that was the one that I really enjoyed. Um, Nintendo 3DS, I went with SteamWorld Dig 2. Because that's... Mm, yeah, that's I played that I played on that too. On. Absolutely. Really good. Absolutely. God, I love those. Those games are all good. Um, Xbox 360 is one that I'm like, I don't know, Mass Effect, Red Dead Redemption, Fallout 3. There's so many good games on the 360. You know that... what? Yeah. Probably mm, Mass, yeah, Mass Effect 2? 2. I mean, like... The Probably. entire trilogy is fantastic. Yeah, uh, it was great. I never played the third you know, one, really. Fallout New Vegas is also very good. It it would be very difficult to... I played that on to... PC. Actually, there was a really good Fallout uh, isometric game on the PS2 as well that I played. Fallout Tactics? Could have been. I don't know. Um, Wii, I went with Wii Sports. Same, absolutely. Oh, classic. What about? Do we do PS3 Not yet? yet? That was my next one. PS3. Okay. I went with Last of Us. Mm. I'm gonna probably say whatever the Guitar mm, Hero game good. was that we played a lot yeah. on the PS3. And that was the other thing. Like, I mean, there's so many games that like in that you know, yeah, the Guitar Hero rock yeah. game kind of things. Yeah. Colby and I put hundreds of hours. It feels like those were on Xbox 360 though. Guitar Hero. Yep. Were they? Because I owned both. I, I owned I owned guitars for yep. the Xbox the 360 one we and guitars the for 360. 
Yep. Was it? Um, and then PS4, I went with uh, The Last of Us because yeah. <laughs> I didn't play the PS3 or the PS4 a lot. Mine was probably Horizon Zero Dawn. And then Xbox One, I have Red Dead Redemption 2. Same. Yeah. There's been so... I mean, like... I think the funny thing is, is is it's hard for me to do a thing like this because in the past, like, I didn't play a lot of games, but I also... It was so mm-hmm. long ago. I mean, like, I look at a Nintendo game, man. That was 30 years mm-hmm. ago for me. Like, I don't remember breakfast, let alone what game I really liked when I was... I'm not... I wish I was one of those people. Like, I, I, I follow a lot of, uh, like, game journalists who are like, oh my god, when I was 12, I so distinctly remember doing this and playing this and spending all summer doing this. And I just... My brain doesn't work that way. Like, it just sifts out eventually. So, it's it's hard. And then the new stuff, like, I've played so many Xbox yeah. games, um, Xbox One games, that it's hard for me to do, so... I don't know. It's it's tough. What uh, what do you think the your favorite game for the PS5 or Xbox Series X? Would I be? don't know because quite literally up until today when we watched that PS5 press conference is the first time I've seen any game for the PS5 or Xbox. What game are you most excited about from those? Games? I I don't know. There was that cat robot one, not the one with the cat robot, S- the one with the cat and the S- robots. Sure. Stray. Why not? Yeah. Sure. I oh, think uh, actually, what's is it? It's going to be Returnal, no. What's the it? the? Uh, I thought it was coming out for this generation. Maybe it's coming. Maybe it still is. What's the Annapurna one that's about the like solving the murder and the police are knocking on the door? God, I don't know what that game is because it, I yeah. want that game so bad, and I have no idea when it's coming out or even yeah. what it's called. But I want that game so bad. Every time I watch one of these, I hope they're going to show that because that game looked yeah. amazing. Um, of these ones, like I think I might be Little Devil Inside looked great, and um, uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits also looked really good. Those those were probably the big ones for me from that, and maybe Death Loop. Um, Xbox games, I don't know if they've really announced enough. That, like, H.R. Geiger game that they showed, like, a month ago or three weeks ago looked kind of interesting, but kind Aliens. of gross. So, yeah. Like, it... it uh, it's actually... Yeah, Geiger. but, like... I'm going to call you out on that one. Oh, is it? <laughs> I did not know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. um, At least I think it is. Looks kind of cool. I'm, like, 90% know, whatever. Horizon Forbidden West looked really good, but, like I said, I'm not buying a PlayStation in any time soon so unless i like trip over one um it probably won't happen so i think there's a lot of good looking games coming out next generation but again it's kind of early like i'm probably just gonna be playing free game pass games even on my series x so whatever um so let's talk about some oh no i'm sorry there's still still many questions left many 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 questions left mr polite wants to know think about all the remaster games coming out what games that came out before the 360 ps2 era would you like to see get a modern upgrade i personally would like to see earthbound getting this treatment um i i would like to see earthbound get that treatment just because it's one of those games that people absolutely love that i've never played i've never played any of the earthbound games so that uh, that would be. Cool. I was originally going to say like I'm not sure that games before, uh, you know, like that should really be remade. Like I, I think it's very difficult to remake like 16-bit games. But then I also remember there's like yeah. Nintendo 64 and stuff like that. Um, so I'm actually going to go with Knights of the Old Republic because that does fall into those that time frame. 
Rumor is that yeah. that was actually happening. And that so. would be, like, that is a game that I love and is still quite playable, but is, isn't is really, like, fantastically playable. And if you could update that even with, like, you know, even a new uh, fighting system, I think it would be amazing. Sure. I would like to see um, Mario RPG yeah. get... Even if it's not redone a lot, I would like to see it just brought out onto something I could play it on. But I think a lot of I could break out a lot of SNES. RPGs from that. Yeah, a lot of RPGs from that era are really mm-hmm. grindy, and I don't know if Mario yeah, RPG is, like is that way. But yeah, and so I would like them to like if they're going to remaster it, like you can keep the same graphics, but you could like I mean. I think there's a lot to be said for taking 16-bit graphics and not being... Like, they can still be yeah. pixely, but you don't need to be constrained by, like, 16-bit number of colors you can use. So I think you could redo that, keep it pixely, but make it look modern. But get rid of all the grindy, stupid yeah. crap. Um, I would say the exact same thing about Final Six. Fantasy VI. Like, I would love to play that game, but the idea of... I mean, I, the funny thing is I don't have any memories of doing it in Six, but I'm sure I did. But, man, do you remember like sitting in like Zelda two and doing that like screen where like a slime would pop out. And so you'd kill the slime and then you'd walk up the screen yep. and walk back in and kill the slime and walk out and walk and doing that for uh-huh. three hours. And like, I just don't, I, there's no way I'm going to do that again. There's just I can no to way. This day tell you the best place to do that in Crystallis. Mm hmm. And I'm just not going to do that. So I'd love to see both of those games remastered to look better and be like, I mean, it would be great to be able to play those widescreen. Like it's, I don't want to be that guy, but like playing a four, three game on a 65 inch TV just seems dumb. So it'd be nice if they could be widescreen. It would be nice if uh, they could just, play a little bit easier so that'd be cool how about you dylan um nice little republic would be a cool one for sure and uh, turok turok for sure um i've no- but with good fog i know time. they have made new turok games since and it was actually pretty enjoyable but um yeah my dream did come true when they announced tony hawk's pro skater one and two yeah i've been waiting for that um then I would also like to see Mercenaries Playground of Destruction. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I would not mind... Like, it's a game that I have all, never played, really. Um, like, I've seen it played a couple times and maybe played it for 15 minutes. But I think it'd be really cool to get a redone version of um, Goldeneye. Yeah. Just because it was so yep. iconic and that game is... Like, there's no way I'm playing that Did game Did you like, play the one on the Wii? Absolutely no way. I did not. They kind of did a a golden eye. I don't. I don't know how. I, I don't know if it was. It wasn't really a remaster, but it wasn't. Sure. I don't think it was like a completely new game either. It very much sure. tried to be golden eye, and it was fun. Yeah. But I would. I would love to see. Like there are no or very few like four player couch co op on a screen like that'd be cool that'd be a really cool thing to be able to do nowadays um especially with tvs that are big enough to actually probably split four ways I know, now that we have um, tvs where you could each have a tv on your tv yeah but of course we don't absolutely. play like that anymore 
No. We were too busy no, playing on so. our 19 inch yeah. CRT <laughs> monitors Ugh, with I, four yeah, people. No, exactly. With little <laughs> cords like, stretching oh across the room. <laughs> Yeah, so that'd that'd be cool. Uh, Triple Trouble eighty eight, which is my Let's lovely not answer son, it then. wants to. No, but I kind of like him. He's pretty cool. Um, he says, "Do you think that Xbox will ever get into the VR business, or at least partner with a VR brand?" No, um, maybe. I think the funny thing is, if you asked me this a year ago, I was like, "Absolutely." I've heard they're talking with Oculus. There's Oculuses at. All the Microsoft stores, like, yes, they are absolutely, if not, you know, this generation, next generation, totally going to get in it. And then um, the Quest came out, and I don't really see the reason for any VR that isn't the Quest or something exactly like the Quest to exist. So, no. Yeah. The Quest is just too good. It doesn't really leave room for wanting to tie my head to a machine like it it's nope. too much better yeah yeah i mean i literally have a regular oculus and it is not even hooked up anymore because every time my kid went to play it he's like ah, i don't really my office is too small so no i i literally do not think they they will and i i think playstation 5 will i think there will be a second version of the playstation headset but i no, I, I don't. I don't think Xbox ever will, and I don't know if, I don't know if PlayStation will be successful with another version of it post Quest in a post Quest world. So. Post Quest world, exactly. Uh, final question from Princess Megan: Which song from a video game would you choose to be your personal theme song? You can choose any song, but remember, it will follow you around for the rest of your life. The Doom soundtrack. Hmm. Whew. Man, I'll tell you, like, like Dylan, Dylan, <laughs> Dylan will will back me up when I used to say all the time, like, man, I really like the Doom soundtrack. I posted this on Twitter yesterday. Um, I really like the Doom soundtrack, but uh, I really have to be kind of in a mood for it because it's really, it's really a lot. Like, there's a, a lot going on in that soundtrack. It's very loud. It's very thumpy. It's very metal. And interestingly enough, now, um, that like, time is always post. Yeah, post-pandemic, post-protest, post-everything. Like, I just have the Doom soundtrack. Like, literally, I'm not even kidding. If you could see my second monitor, the Doom soundtrack is up right now. <laughs> like, I'm not all, even kidding. It is literally on my screen right now. All of my now. music is, like, Rage Against Machine, System of a Down, Tom Morello, Pete <laughs> Seeger, like, Woody Guthrie. Yep. Like, yep. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. So I don't actually want those to follow me around all the time because... That seems that seems unhealthy. I'm pretty sure that's unhealthy. Um, maybe something more calming. Maybe something. Nah. Uh, nah. Okay. So Dylan's going with the Doom soundtrack. I'm extreme. Colby's going with I'm going extreme Dylan with the uh, theme, the Dragonborn from uh, Skyrim. I'm gonna that's be pretty, pretty good epic. song. It's kind of epic. Um, I. I don't actually want this, but I do kind of like the idea that I guarantee you there is in some video games somebody has used the Imperial March. Probably Star Like, that'd be pretty good. Everywhere I go, like, just the Imperial March plays, that'd be all right. Um, uh, I think keeping true to form, though, I would probably have to choose something off of the Abzu soundtrack. You're shocked. 
absolutely shot. I bought Erica the other day, which is a uh, like it's a PlayStation game, which is weird for me because I don't do that very often. Uh, but it's only available on the PlayStation, and it's a uh, like full motion video video oh, yeah, game yeah, yeah, yeah. that uh, that he did the soundtrack for. So I'm just, excited. Just to, real to quick, try and this out. is Maybe. only for the next I think like five days. But uh, Firewatch is on sale on the Switch for six bucks. Oh, Ooh. Firewatch is. Probably in my top three favorite games of all time. I love that game so very much. Go purchase that. It'd be good on the Switch, too. It'd be real good on the Switch. So do that. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the Austin Wintery song that like really got me into him. It's off the Abzu soundtrack, and it's called... It's got something, something about water in it, which is... You know, it's a game underwater so makes sense uh but i don't remember what it's called offhand so that would be my choice that game about that that uh abzu song about water all right cheap free video games let's see if we can keep this podcast under two hours we'll see um first up the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality is probably if you if you have a pc i mean hell if you don't have a pc like you can go support him but uh I I have never seen I've never seen a bundle like this, all right? So it is going to they're going to take their money, they're going to split the donation between the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund and the Community Bail Fund. It's a 50/50 split. These are not Steam games. You literally get the installer for all of these games. It is currently 1637 items i'm not going to say games because there are things on there that are like game assets and you know different stuff like that but 16 just over 1600 game related items um and these aren't like this isn't crap like these are i mean on the front page here right now i can see overland like overland came out three months ago that's a brand new game night in the woods celeste a short hike um uh mortician's tale which is supposed to be really good uh, there's minute is in there. Like there is all sorts of incredible games and a ton of indie stuff too. Uh, Loot Rascals is in there. Like there's it's it's. <coughs> Excuse me, I got so excited about this uh, this bundle. It's an amazing amount of games. Like I bought this, and I literally like I have a thousand games, and I still doubled the number of games I have. Like I have 150 percent more games than I did you know, two days ago, it's, uh, you can have all of those for $5. I heartily encourage you if you can afford to spend more than $5 to spend more than $5 on it. Um, they will obviously allow you to tip it. Uh, it's initial goal was a million dollars. They blew past a million dollars. Their second goal was $2 million. They blew past $2 million. Um, currently their goal is at $5 million and they passed $5 million, um, $83,000 ago. Um, almost a half million people have bought this bundle. So it's the bundle for racial equality. Ju- sorry, the bundle for racial justice and equality. Um, it'll be linked in our sh- show notes, um, or you can just go to itch.io and uh, grab it there. So. Good man. Like, some of those games will probably run on your Mac. Well, eventually, great. I might have a PC. You never know. <laughs> might have a. I mean, there's. Like, I mean. It's weird to think that you literally could choose a game from that pack every single day and play a new video game every day for four and a half years. 
Like that's that's insanity. So some good stuff in there too. So that is that pack. I would go buy that if you don't want to buy that. Instead, here we've got a bunch of other stuff. One of those other stuffs is the um, humble. Let's see, it's the digital plug. Hmm. The plug-in digital and deer villagers bundle, which I don't know any of these games mm -mm. except Sherlock Holmes the Devil's Daughter which I've heard very good things about you can get that for 11 bucks but uh, Impulsion Away Journey That Expected Splasher Striker's Edge for a dollar uh, Mana Spark Roof Rage Streets of Red Devil's Dare Deluxe and Old School Musical for like five and for 11 you get Hover and Dead in Vinland plus Sherlock Holmes the Devil's Daughter so you can grab those the other Humble Bundle right now is the Humble Codemasters Bundle they are a lot of racing games, I think. Um, for a dollar, you can get Grid, Toy Box Turbos. I've actually heard Toy Box Turbos is actually fun. It's uh, like kind of one of those micro machine it was racing on games. Xbox recently, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep, I believe so. Um, Overlord Two and Operation Flashpoint Dragon Rising. The Operation Flashpoint games are supposed to be pretty good too, They're aren't they? So difficult. There is, there is oh. on the, well, the first game. There's the last level. I think you have to navigate via the stars. <laughs> Ooh. So if you're into very realistic shooty-shooty games, maybe that's for you. Uh, the second tier is also just about five bucks. Uh, all racing games, F1 2018, F1 2018 Headline Content Pack DLC, Dirt Rally, Dirt Rally 4 DLC, Dirt... 4 DLC, Team Booster Pack, Dirt 4, a lot of dirt there. And then for 15 bucks, you can get Dirt Rally 2 or F1 2019. So if you're into the racing games, that's a, a pretty good bundle to get a bunch of racing games cheap. Um, Epic Game Store this week is Ark Survival Evolved and Samurai Showdown Neo Geo Collection. So if you like those kinds of games, Ark's fun. It's weird. Did you, you've never tried it out no, yet? No, I downloaded it. Yeah. I was going to play it and then it. I played Skyrim instead. So, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so that's this week, starting actually today, Thursday, uh, through next Wednesday night. Uh, and then starting next Thursday, you'll be able to get the Escapist 2 and Pathway. Uh, Escapist 2 is a fun game. Uh, game Pass this week. There's a lot of Game Pass stuff happening, like, effectively today and then a week from today. So... On Game Pass for Xbox on June 11th, which is the day we are recording, but uh, yesterday for most of you listening, um, you're going to be able to get Dungeon of the Endless, which is a cool um, uh, roguelike that look pretty cool, Dungeon Crawler. You'll be able to get Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, which are the, like, if you get those two, you've gotten pretty much all of the mainline Kingdom Hearts games. Uh, no Man's Sky uh, came out today, and that also now includes crossplay with PlayStation and PC. So that's uh, that's pretty awesome. I'm actually No Man's Sky is one I'm going to jump into. I've always wanted to try that, and I did not want to play it on my PlayStation. Um, and then you also this is correct me if I'm wrong. Like you guys, You're maybe wrong. maybe I'm high. Thank you. Um, have you ever heard of DLC coming to Game Pass? Like as a as a thing? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Um, and as of today, you'll be able to get eFootball, uh, Pro, uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 2020 Euros DLC, and <clears throat> the Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind DLC um, for free, which is pretty cool. I don't, I don't remember ever seeing DLC in Game Pass before. So I've actually always kind of wanted to try the Morrowind DLC for Elder Scrolls Online, so maybe I'll, I'll try that out. And I'm not a big Pro Evolution Soccer player, but I like the Euros. Those are fun. Um... 
on Game Pass PC today, you'll be able to get Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2, Battletech, which is a cool mech game. I've actually played a little bit of it on the PC. It's fun. And, uh, again, Dungeon of the Endless, that, uh, that uh, roguelike. And then, again, No Man's Sky, so you can play with your Xbox friends. And then coming on uh, June 18th on Game Pass Xbox, you'll be able to get the Bard's Tale ARPG. I don't know why they specified <laughs> that it is an ARPG, but they literally had to update the press release for that to make sure that you knew it was the Bard's Tale ARPG. So there's that. I don't that. know what the alternative um, is. It, Maybe that's what the A stands for. Maybe it's an alternative RPG. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think it's an action RPG. I, but so I don't know. That, that might be fun, too. And then uh, you'll be able to get Thronebreaker on June 18th. On Game Pass PC, you'll also be able to get the Bard's Tale ARPG on the 18th. So that is what's coming to Xbox. But just like, you know, when you get new things, sometimes other things go away. June 15th, uh, you're going to be losing Book of Demons on the PC, Everspace on the console and PC, Resident Evil Revelations on console, Riptide, GP Renegade on console and PC, uh, Riverbond, like, that gives you a couple days to get Riverbond in, that's a good game, uh, losing that on console and PC, Samaros 3 on PC, Superhot on console and PC, play Superhot 2, Superhot's real good. Um, Supermarket Shriek is on this list, but I'm pretty sure they decided that wasn't getting pulled, so I guess your mileage may vary on that one. Uh, the Last Door Season 2 on PC and The Stillness of the Wind on PC. So that is your Game Pass news. Um, on Steam, you can get Cow the Kangaroo Round 2 for free right now. It's normally a whopping $2. I think that's th- free through the 15th. Um, the article I read said it was the off-off brand of Jackson Daxter, I believe. So check that out. It's supposed to be pretty all right. Okay, uh, we're going to finish up with a couple of things real fast. One is, have you guys played Slay the Spire, either of you? Oh, yeah. Dylan has. You've played Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire is very, 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 very good. I, I like it quite a bit. You you liked it as well, no, too, right? I love it. I thought you were talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. It's a... It's okay. It's a... Um, roguelike card battling game. Is that fair? Yeah. yeah. You go up a spire, you fight with cards. It's fun. I, I really like it. It's not It's not really my kind of game, and I really enjoyed it. And the entire time I was playing it, I was thinking, man, this game, because I played it on the PC, I think. I'm like, man, this game would be great mobile. Like, it would be a terrific just time waster on mobile. Um, and it is coming to iOS and Android this month. It's 10 bucks, and it will be... Apparently, the exact same experience that you already enjoyed on the PC. So, oh wait, I'm sorry, I lied. It is coming to iOS devices this month. It is coming to Android in the future. So, ten bucks. I would, I would recommend that. I would definitely recommend that. It's, it's a very fun game. And in, I don't know. I put this in troll corner mostly just because we already had a lot of news. <laughs> it feels kind of like kicking Stadia, Stadia when they're already down. Um, like full disclosure, I canceled my Stadia <laughs> subscription <laughs> today, actually, because it's cool, but like I already have a gaming PC. I think I probably will still pay for it for my son, though, so we'll see. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out uh, September 17th of this year, unless you want to play it on Stadia. It's it's going to be on Stadia by the end of the year, though. Don't you worry. <laughs> so, yet again, another game that you will be able to play on PC or Xbox or PlayStation far, far, far before you will be able to play it on what is supposed to be the best place to play video games. It's a bummer. It's a real bummer. But Stadia. Eh, what do you do? Anything else you guys want to talk about? No. 
I'm good. Bite me. Bite me. Bite me. Bite me. Bite me.